All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. I am your host, Smitty, as always, back with another one, man. I know this episode's coming out on a Tuesday, and that, that that's a little different for us because we, we, we are every Monday show. We do Mondays out here. We don't skip Mondays. <laughs> we don't shy away from that, but it was a little technical difficulty. Some things was happening. Um, as a lot of y'all might know, not even a lot of y'all, some of y'all know, some of y'all closer to me know, uh, my mixer died on me. <laughs> Thank God for the protection plan. I gotta send it back. I finally sent it back yesterday. Um, so a lot, of, some of the stuff that I had just wasn't sounding right, and I was like, I'm not gonna force it to come out on a Monday. We just gonna take the time, get it right. Tuesday it is. <laughs> so we re-recording. We doing what we gotta do, and we not gonna miss a week. Uh, I made that promise to myself that we not missing a week, and uh, so we gonna keep this thing rolling. I actually before I left my job. I had a coworker talking to me about my podcast, and he was like, yeah, so you, have you ever, uh, how many episodes you got? I was like, like 20 or something like that. It's every week, so like 20 episodes. And he was like, man, that's a lot. He was like, have you ever taken a break? I said, nah. <laughs> what, you, what you mean, have I taken a break? Like, nah, I have not taken a break. We're not going to stop with this thing, man. Uh, We're going to keep it going. Um, I, my, I told him that day, too, that my goal, before I ever take a break from episodes or, or or feel like I need a rest. I want to get a hundred episodes in. I want to do a hundred episodes straight, a hundred weeks straight before I even think about, all right, let's take one off. Let's do this. Let's do that. Now, if something happened that's way out of my control, cool. But <laughs> I mean, even if it means we got to do episodes on a Friday, y'all going to get an episode every week out of me. So that's just the commitment I'm making to this and to y'all, man. So uh, episodes every week, new equipment on the way. Uh, if you were able to listen to the last episode, man, with Unapologetic Radio, I think that's one of my favorite ones just because to me it was hilarious. <laughs> we had Scredge and G on from uh, Unapologetic Radio. That's another podcast that I love to listen to. They helped kind of get me into this podcast game. I was always hitting them for advice. How do I do this? How do I, you know, share that? All of that stuff. So all the behind the scenes info. But we, we talked a lot about a lot of different things, man. We talked about from vaccines to Lori Harvey to, to <laughs> just to everything. Like we it, 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 it was fun time, man. It was a fun time. So double back. Listen to that. That episode is titled I Said What I Said. You feel me? And we, we definitely said what we said. <laughs> I don't know if I gained some fans on that one or lost that one, but it was definitely a, a great interview, man. Shout out to Unapologetic Radio coming on and, and, and blessing the show, man. So this week, getting into it, uh, I, I want to call this one Protect Your Peace. Uh, you know, I've dabbled on talking about protecting peace and prioritizing peace and stuff in different episodes, but never really did a whole episode about it the way I really wanted to. Um, fun fact, I almost called this podcast Protect Your Peace, but then you Google that and there's like a hundred Protect Your Peace. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have an original name. There was like a hundred of those. So I said, all right, slow for Protect Your Peace. But we're going to do an episode on Protect Your Peace and protecting your peace is so important, because especially as you get older and continue to journey through life, because. If you don't protect your peace, nobody is going to protect it for you. You know, it's it's not like when you're younger and, you know, you may be in school, somebody bullying you. You got a big brother that got your back or a big sister or your parents going to come down to the to cuss out the principal and be like, yo, why y'all messing with my kid? Like, you feel me? And they try and protect you in that way. But as you get older and experience different things and adulting hits you, life hits you, you lose people, you gain people, all these different things. Uh, that you 
are never truly prepared for, you got to be able to be at peace along the way because a lot of different things are going to happen to you. Some you expect and plan and some you have no idea that they were coming. And through all of those ups and downs, you got to find a way to be at peace, Um, because if you're not at peace, you're not going to be in the right frame of mind to be good for anybody else or be good for yourself. So being at peace is is priority number one, you know, (laughs) with anything, man. Um, So a couple different ways, excuse me, that I uh, approach protecting peace um, and that I try to be on top of. Of course, I have my faults, too, (laughs) and I'm not always the best at it. But uh, one of the first things that I've really worked at, mostly recently, too, um, is setting boundaries. And setting boundaries is really important because they protect your emotions from being walked over. They it's like when you got a crib and you put a fence around your house. It's 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 a it's a layer of protection. Like, of course, anybody could just walk through the fence, but it lets people know there is a clear boundary of what's your property, what's yours, what you're protecting, what you're securing. You know, it's it's a clear thing. Um, and if you don't put that fence up, if you don't put those boundaries up, anybody's just going to come and walk on your grass. <laughs> anybody's going to come litter on your property. Anybody just going to come trample over your stuff. And. That's how it is with your emotions. If you don't set those boundaries, people will walk over your emotions however they see fit. And they may not even do it intentionally. They may just be being themselves and offending you in the process. And because you never set a boundary, they never knew they needed to change. So number one is definitely setting those boundaries and letting people know, hey, like, I love you. We cool. But. This is not what we about to do (laughs) and being able to do that and not be afraid to offend anyone because nobody should be offended by you protecting yourself. If that makes sense to anybody, like if me trying to look out for myself emotionally, not me trying to slight anybody, not be, you know, I'm selfish and I don't care about anybody else, but me just trying to make sure that I'm always at peace and I'm in a good space emotionally offends you, then you got to you got to reevaluate how you look at me, how you look at emotions, how you look at this relationship or friendship or whatever it may be, because setting boundaries should never be something that offends somebody. Now, it may be something that may take getting used to because I'm used to navigating all of my relationships a certain way and I have to be different for somebody else or whatever it may be. But. It should never be something that it's like you're going to fall out over or you're going to be tripping over. or I can't do this and I don't know why you want to be like it should never be like that. (laughs) It should never be like that. Uh, One boundary that I've been trying to really reinforce of my own is when I'm available to talk to people, because uh, I'm just the kind of person where people just really like to talk to me (laughs) about everything. Whether I've known them for a long time or we just met for whatever reason, I just I I don't know. I give off that vibe of come tell me all of your problems (laughs) and I'll listen to you. (laughs) And, you know, I used to just trying to be a nice person and just being me. I would feel all of these emotions. Like if you had something to talk about, if you needed me to be there, you want to call me at three in the morning, you want to do this, that, whatever. I'm here. I'm your guy. I'll listen to you. (laughs) You know, I'll give you advice. I'll just let you vent. Whatever it is you needed from me at that moment, I could be that person. And I just had that that sticker on my forehead that said, come talk to me about everything. And it wasn't until 
I started to experience different things in my own where I was like, yo, I really don't got the energy to, to have this conversation right now. I like I love you, but we, we, we can't do this right now. So I've started to set boundaries uh, with my family, with friends in relationship where like especially if I was coming home from work, if I'm coming home from work, please <laughs> just give me a minute to come in the crib, sit down. Take my shoes off. You feel me? Get something out the fridge. See what happened in it. Like something. Just, just. I, I need time to decompress. And I had to put myself first in that way because if I didn't have time to come in, process my own day, decompress from whatever may have happened during the day, the highs and the lows, there was no way I could be effective for anybody else and mean it. You know, you can come to me and say everything that you say, and I'm just going to give you some generic advice that's going to make you feel like, oh, okay, he listened to me and let me go now because I'm still dealing with whatever I'm dealing with that I'm not really trying to be there for you. I'm just trying not to be rude and I'll listen to you, but it's not meaningful. And I don't want to be a person that's just talking to you just to talk to you. You know, I don't like to do things that don't have meaning or don't have value. So... You know, I have to set that boundary and let people know. And I had to have that conversation with people. You know, I even had that conversation um, with my brother, you know, in a different capacity. But I was like, hey, listen, man, like I have no problem talking to you, but I'm not always in the emotional space to handle the level of conversations that you may want to have at any given time. And it's not that I don't want to be there for you, but. We got to coordinate something that that just works, you know, and that was that was a hard adjustment. <laughs> and it, it definitely came off like, you know, oh, I'm not trying to talk to you or, oh, I got to schedule this to talk to somebody. And it it was it was the challenge for us. But we're working through it. And it's actually to, I would like to think it's getting better. He's going to hear this and he's going to come talk to me and be like, oh, <laughs> so you talking about me on a podcast? Yes. But um. <laughs> I'd like to think it's getting better, man. But you got to you have to set those boundaries, you know, and another boundary that I'm trying to set and reinforce is how I allow people to talk to me. Um, I like to prioritize. Not prioritize, because I don't want to say I'm putting my emotions before other people, but I'll, I won't allow people to diminish my emotions. You get what I'm saying? Like, I won't let anyone say to me, oh, you're making a big deal out of it. Oh, you're making it personal or it's not that serious or uh, I don't know what you about to do, but I'm over it. It's whatever. Like, I, I won't let people say those things to me because I'm not going to allow you to diminish my emotions and diminish how I feel. Because if you come to me with anything, I'm going to make sure that you feel validated in what you say. I may not agree with you. We may not come to terms or come to a, like a, a middle or anything like that, but I'm not going to sit here and make you feel like your, your, your feelings had no meaning. You know, you felt how you felt. And I, I received that. I respect that. You know, I may not agree with you totally, but I respect that because everyone's entitled to feel how they feel, but I'm not going to allow you to make me feel like I'm wilding for feeling this way or my feelings aren't important or because you can't receive my emotions. We're not going to talk about it Um, because you once you open that door, 
it, it's hard to close it. <laughs> it's really hard to close it. And people really will treat you how you allow them to. And if you let that go on forever, you're going to look back and resent people. You're going to look back and feel like, oh, I've never, ever been able to express myself because people always diminished it. And you don't want to be one of them people that's like 45 years old and you just finding your voice and all. That. And kudos to people who are in that position and are finding their voice. But if it's something you can get ahead of now by setting a boundary, by not allowing people to treat you any sort of way, I, I'm a firm believer that people will treat you how you allow them to. And if they're unwilling to compromise to how you need to be treated, then that's not somebody that you need around you. <laughs> and you shouldn't fight to keep that person around you. You know, a lot of times we fight to keep people who treat us bad around us just because it's comfortable and that's what we used to. And even in an emotional space, like, don't do that. Just because it may be comfortable or you like that person or you've been around that person for a long time and it just feels easier Easier is not always the best thing for you. And you got to set that boundary and just cut it off or, or just let it let it die off naturally. Whatever is easier for you. But you set them boundaries, dog. Um, So that that's one set boundaries for protecting peace, man. And uh, another thing that I have number two. Right. Don't be driven by emotions. You should be driven by principles, by morals, by values. Um, And a lot of times. When we find ourselves in different places and we feel different things, it's very easy to be driven by emotions like somebody did something to me and I'm mad about it. So I'm going to go do something out of my anger. You know, I, something happens to me and I'm sad. So now I'm going to, you know, engage in something that makes me not feel sad no more, whatever it may be, you know. Uh, e even positive emotions like happiness. I'm happy right now. So I did X, Y, Z. And. The reason I, I, I say that to not be driven by emotions is because the decisions that you make out of your emotions last longer than the emotions do. You know, like if you do something out of anger, OK, like let's say I got mad and I punched somebody in the face. I'm not mad no more, but the effect of me punching you in the face, <laughs> you feel me? You might have a bruise. You might be traumatized. You might be scared of me forever. We may not be friends no more, like whatever it may be. And of course, that's like more of an extreme example. But the things we do out of emotions last longer than the emotions do. So we can't just, oh, I felt a certain way, so I did it. Or I'm just trying to be carefree, so I did this. Or, I, you know, I just don't want to feel something no more, so I did that. No, nah, you got to be driven by principles, by morals, by values. Those same principles that your grandmama was trying to instill in you, you know, at the Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> and all of that. The same ones that your mama was trying to put in you in church and all of that. Those morals, those principles, because whenever you feel lost, whenever you're, you're, you're in a deep emotional place, those are what's going to anchor you in that storm. That's what's going to pull you out of the situation that you're in. That's what's going to keep you at peace <laughs> is having those morals and values, understanding who you are, understanding that, yes, this is how I feel now, but this is not who I am. A lot of times people take their emotions and make it their identity and then use that as an excuse to make a lot of the choices that they feel. Oh, I'm depressed. So I did all of these things or they may not even say they're depressed. They just continue to move like a depressed person far after the event has occurred 
And then when you say, hey, yeah, why don't you do this? Well, you know, I just been de-, and they start bringing up stuff from like six years ago. And it's like, all right, see, you haven't been doing no work trying to heal, dog. <laughs> like You haven't been doing no work trying to heal to get to being at peace, to get to being at none of that. It's something that you got to work through. And if you continue to just sit in these emotions, wallow in these emotions, all of that, even positive emotions, you know, because like I was saying, happiness. And you see it a lot in people who are in um, toxic relationships like that man or that woman can be entirely wrong for you. But they may do a couple things that really make you smile. And you just want to focus on the happy emotions. You don't want to deal with the negatives. So you just focus on whatever they do that makes you smile. (laughs) You just focus on whatever it is that. That little sliver of hope and then you cling to it like that's what's going to change the person or, yeah, you know, this person's like they may not be the best, but they're a good parent. And it's like, OK, but are they a good boyfriend or girlfriend? You know, oh well, they're not that bad. They can be nice sometimes or like, you know, he's they do this. And, and it's like, OK, but that's like five percent of who they really are, <laughs> you know, and now you're driven by this emotion of happiness and really you're in a a very bad situation that you got to get out of. And you're making these decisions based off of this one emotion that are lasting longer than the emotion, because more times than not, you're not happy. (laughs) You're confused or you're stuck. So you can't be driven by emotion. You got to be driven by principles. And if you have these principles that if this is what I need in a relationship. And if these are the red flags that I see that I'm out, you got to stick to that. Don't stick to it because of the emotions of happiness or whatever it may be. Um, or in, in any area of your life, you know, if you have these standards, these morals, these values that you're going to adhere to, adhere to them across the board. Don't do it in friendships and then not at your job or at your job and not in your however just stay consistent consistency is key man um and like i said decisions made out of emotion last longer than your emotions do so you can't be driven by that and it's very easy to um the next piece of protecting your peace see how i did that there <laughs> but um is self-care Self-care is the best care. I know if y'all watch Insecure, you feel me? My girl Issa and Molly has self-care Sundays, dog. You got to do that. (laughs) You got to take that time. You got to have you a self-care Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day you want it to be and practice that self-care. You know, self-care is the best care. Um, But I I also premise that as self-care shouldn't be anything that's destructive. You feel me like you may be in a certain spot emotionally or physically or financially. You may be stuck. You feel me hurting for a little bit. And now you you you, you feel me. You want to feel better. So you go to the club and you get lit. And then that one time going to the club trying to get lit and be cool and forget about your problems turns into you going to the club every weekend. That may not really be self-care no more. That that may be borderline some self-destructive behavior. <laughs> you feel me? And then it lingers and you go there trying to be happy one time. Next thing you know, you buying $60 Henny bottles every weekend <laughs> and, and it's leading to other negative behaviors. And you never really address the emotions. You just keep hiding it in the club off of some hookah and some Henny. 
And that's not it, dog. You feel me? The Patron is not going to bring you peace. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. So it's it's very easy to do something in the name of self-care. But really, it's just a negative coping strategy that um is really just going to lead you deeper into whatever you were trying to climb yourself out of by practicing self-care. So it's 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 a slippery slope, dog. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. But um, no, self-care is absolutely important. And I think it should tie into your morals and your values. You shouldn't none of your self-care activities should be anything that's outside of what your morals are, or what your values are. You know, you shouldn't uh, go be promiscuous in the name of self-care or start getting lit in the name of self-care or start picking up other habits. And like, you know, some people are like, yo, like I'm just like I just I'm just not at peace if I'm not high or being high. Bring Like, OK, cool. But then once that turns into a habit that you <laughs> you can't really control or like that's the only way you find peace, that that's not really bringing you peace. You're just dealing with emotions temporarily and you're not doing the work to heal. You got to do it. <laughs> you feel me? You got to protect that. Um, and one of the biggest ways for self-care is the physical. Um, your physical directly ties into your mental, whether it's what you put in your body or what you put on your body. <laughs> and just physical activity itself, being out in the sunlight. I promise you, if you work out more, if you're outside more, just going for a walk, uh, it's proven to just guarantee, like, just to increase your mood. So a lot of times we try to do different things that, you know, make us feel better instantly. Um, but we forfeit the things that will help us long term. You know, we seek that instant gratification. We instantly want to feel better and we don't want to go on a journey. And sometimes that physical journey, just waking up, going for a walk every day, waking up, eating something better every day. All of these things that affect you mentally um, are some of the best forms of self-care. Some of the best forms of self-care is really just taking care of your physical self and then the emotions follow. <laughs> so. I can't tell you anyone who's ever gone to the gym consistently and like lost five pounds and didn't feel good about themselves. You know, I know you if you've done it and you looked at that scale, think about how you felt. You was like, oh, man, wow, I did that. Like and there's an immediate mental effect that takes place and you just continue to do it. Um, And it's not something that's going to derail you. It's not something that's going to be destructive. Um, So just finding positive outlets, positive self-care outlets. And whether that's speaking to a close friend, going to therapy, working through whatever you got to work through, engaging in physical activity, just finding positive coping skills. Uh, some of the things I do is definitely talking to people. You know, I have certain people that I talk to. I talk to different people for different things because I don't ever want to feel like I'm boring or talking to the same person too much. I know I'm not the only person who feels like that. Um, but I talk to different people for different things. I pray. Uh, I'll watch a sermon. You feel me? Mike Todd be holding it down, dog. I like Ty Tribbett too. Ty Tribbett is dope. But mostly them two. Steve Furtick as well. Them three. They be hold, That's the big three for me. So watching a sermon and getting closer to God, playing gospel music, um, and playing video games. <laughs> Ladies, Stop trying to make your man get off the PlayStation, please. That's therapeutic, bro. I know some of y'all can relate. Like, it's, yo, as much as it look like I'm just screaming at the TV and, like, I'm getting tight, really, that's, like, the highlight of the day sometimes. It's therapeutic, bro. So uh, that's just some of the things I do. But 
Uh, running it back again, three things to protect your peace. Set boundaries. Don't be driven by emotions. Be driven by principles. Uh, self-care is the best care. And then the fourth and last thing is who do you keep close to you? Who you keep close to you is a big factor in the amount of peace you will have. And, you know, I, I spoke about it a little bit earlier. We might keep people around because it's easier to or we just happen to be in the same circles. And, you know, nobody wants to cut people off. No one wants to hurt nobody. No one wants to feel like, oh, but who you surround yourself with is huge. You know, when they say who you surround yourself with, you slowly become that those people like the five people closest to you. That's who you become. That is the truth, <laughs> especially if you're surrounding yourself with people who are full of negativity, who are, are full of darkness, who are just unevenly yoked, that just aren't the same as you, not cut from the same cloth, not built from the same mold. It's eventually going to affect you. You know, if I'm the kind of person who, you know, I go, I don't be in the club. I go to church all the time. I do this. I do that. And then I got five people around me and three of them are always in the club have no relationship with God and are always doing X, Y, Z. And then two are like just somewhere in the middle and we're around each other all the time. Eventually how strong I was in all of those areas will start to regress back to like somewhere in the middle of where everybody is. Everybody just moves to the middle because that's who you're surrounding yourself with. If you're not surrounding yourself with people who are similar to you and can push you further, have your best interest in mind, and like I said, just are 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 on the same plane as you spiritually and emotionally, like all of that matters. And light can't be in the same place as darkness. You know, you walk to your crib, it's dark, you turn the light on, all the darkness disappears. Those two things cannot exist at the same time. man. And when you try to make those two things exist in friendships or relationships or who you surround yourself with, it is never a good mix. It, it usually ends with it ultimately just separating like it's just it has bad effects on people. So who you surround yourself with is major. Don't don't surround yourself with people who are not like you, who are not thinking like you, not moving like you, you know, and that aren't just on the same plane as you. I don't know how else to really say it, but who you surround yourself with matters. Don't keep people around just because, oh, yeah, I known them since like first grade and I known them since you feel me. That's my man's or, oh, that's so-and-so friend. He just be around. You feel me? Like, I, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because now you're making excuses to keep negativity around you. And it's just easier to keep negativity around you than to cut people off. And sometimes you just got to take them scissors out and just chop it up, bro. <laughs> you got to chop it up. But I encourage everyone to, to take these steps and protect your peace, man. Uh, and I hope if even just one person got something out of this, I'm happy about it, man, because this is something I really wanted to talk about. Uh, I talked a little longer than I thought I would, man, but I'm happy about this and uh, continue to support Daily Dimensions, man. I appreciate y'all. You feel me? I got a little more free time on my hands now. So we, we, we got a lot of things that we're trying to work. We're trying to make happen for y'all. But again, 100 weeks straight till I stop. <laughs> you feel me? We're not going we're not going to stop, man. We're not going to stop. We about 25 percent there. You feel me? 100 weeks in a row. We're going to stay consistent. We're going to stay on it. If you know anyone who would love to be on the show, you think would be a great fit for an interview. You doing anything amazing. Send them on my way, man. Send them my way. Uh, Daily dimensions at Gmail dot com. 
slide in my DMs, however you want to contact me, hit me. Uh, we're trying to grow this show. We're going to continue to scale. We're going to continue to do great things. And until next time, peace.